ah, 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 ah. What does a guy call his best friends? His testy besties, of course. Halloween is right around the corner, and you don't want to spook someone with your scary bush, man. Our friends over at Manscaped want to help make your boys downstairs clean and best friends of their own. Manscaped is number one in men's below-the-waist grooming and offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Rawr! This Halloween, you might be Chewbacca, you might be Bigfoot, or a hairy bear, but it's what's under the costume that really matters. I'm also a recently all-bald dude. I'd rather be known as the bald dude than the balding dude. I think I've been quoted on that before. This Manscaped, the, the Lawnmower 3.0, is perfect for that. It takes everything right down to the wood, and I don't have to worry about it. Uh, I Honestly, it's an essential for me at this point. Uh, don't be a hairy guy. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with the Perfect Package 3.0. Uh, and inside the pa- uh, perfect package, you'll find their electric trimmer called the Lawnmower 3.0. This waterproof and skin-safe trimmer will reduce nicks to your pumpkins. You can also create less mess by trimming in the shower or using their Magic Mat disposable shaving mats. And, of course, let's not forget the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? The Perfect Package 3.0 also includes anti-chafing performance boxer briefs that keep your package cool and smelling fresh all day. For on-the-go freshness, you'll love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray, which I have right here. Works fucking like a charm. That thing is my go-to. I love a good Crop Reviver. (laughs) It's time to get clean and mean with this Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% Uh off. Plus free shipping with the code APWG in all caps That's APWG. At, at manscaped.com. Stay sexy this Halloween. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with code APWG, all caps, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code APWG. There you go. WG. WG. Trick or treat. Keep your balls neat. Gang, gang. Welcome to another episode of a podcast with Goat. We have a very, very, very special guest, part of the OUA 2016 championship football team with Laurier University, the 2018 OUA second team all-star, the 51st pick in the 2019 CFL draft. My former Niagara Spears quarterback, the best all-around athlete I've ever played sports with, Mario Villamazar. What's up, dude? Dude, I appreciate that. Holy, you said you had an intro, but I didn't expect that one. Holy. Oh, I, I literally. <laughs> he surprises, he surprises oh, all of us. Wow, I'm blushing over here, man. Good. Holy, Good. I appreciate that, bro. Thanks Absolutely. For I, really I want people it. to know how special you are. Um, I mean, you've, you've been able to accomplish some pretty dope things. This whole podcast, like we've said from the beginning, is about um you know bringing people that we know on that are doing really cool stuff and you know promoting them and uh just finding out a little bit about their journey and all that sort of stuff so it's gonna be a blast I'm excited man thanks for having me on again all right here's our, our icebreaker question i have been on record saying that i would fuck up a mountain lion seven out of ten times okay but let me paint a picture it's only six feet long yeah. And it's like 200 pounds. Okay. I get I, I get that thing seven out of ten times. I need to know, do you think 
you would get a mountain lion. Like you're, you, he's cornered you. You have no Dude, choice. Okay, it's hilarious that you bring this up because I was thinking about this like two or three nights ago. Yeah. So did you guys see? Did you guys see the the what's it called the video of the guy like screaming yes. at the the mountain lion? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was sitting there thinking. I was like, I was looking. I was like, you know what? It doesn't look that big. I know. I was like, <laughs> I was like you know what? Like you said, seven out of ten times, I think I could survive that fucking thing, man. I'd pick up a rock. I'd do whatever I need to do. Dude, I, I just... I would I wrestle leave. that thing. I would do whatever yes. I need to do to, to get to win. But I, I don't know. That guy was backing I, up. I don't think I would back up. I don't. <laughs> I think I would I, stay on my ground. See, I don't think Go can. My thing is, is that those things are strong and they have claws. Yeah, you know what I mean? Everybody forgets that I was an athlete at some point. Dude, Look. this guy was the best right guard I've ever had. What are you talking yeah, but about? Jake, mark this. This is what we're putting out. I want people oh, to see this. Go. Quote uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mario, my thing is, is if I hit it with a right hook and I land on top of it, it's got no chance. I think, dude, I think it, it's going to uh, squirm out of your hands and you're going to be gassed. No. And then you're done. No. Man, you get one good, like, shot at it, you're going to make it, like, you can knock the wind out of it. You can do something. Yep, just, yep. You just need one good shot. You know what I mean? Before yep. it gets yep. its one good shot. <laughs> and that's a different story. Yeah. Well, that's why I said 7 out of 10. I get it 7 out of 10. No problem. Oh, um, I, I'll give you those odds. Absolutely. Hey, all right. The second, the second question I got for you. You really think if you had a Lifetime movie made about you, The Rock would play you? Absolutely. Absolutely not. They asked me and I was like, what what am I supposed to say? I'm the most racially ambiguous person I think anyone has ever met. People people have no idea what nationality I am. So and you have a full head of hair. Actor? Yeah, but you're Colombian, no? I'm Colombian. Yeah. People think when I was like when I was a little bit chubbier in the face like my, people thought i was asian people have always asked me if i was like chinese or asian or anything like that and then like now in the summer like people ask me are you are you native like what like are you hawaiian like where are you like colombia when i tell them colombian they're like really now were you, were you from Colombian? Like, really? colombia colombian were you like part of sketchy colombia your family dude i i look adopted <laughs> if you look at my family, I look nothing like any like well, I know, maybe you like gotta, facial features. Yes, like a foot taller than your dad. No, a thousand percent. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Like if you look at pictures, it's everyone's like this, and then it's me, and then we're back down. <laughs> like I, I always stand in the back of pictures and still look adopted. Like I said. <laughs> Now, I know in high school, you played a little bit of every position, and I think that just speaks to the type of athlete you were. It just goes for, like, any major athlete in, like, in something that they can thrive in. Like, I think you played a little bit of linebacker, quarterback. I, I'm sure you did everything at some point. Um, the year we played together, were you not – did you not come in as a receiver and they were just like, no, you're our quarterback? No, I initially like came in as the quarter. Well, like I came out and I I, I had signed up to sign to like try out as a quarterback. Oh, okay. But they um they had Riley McCabe as well, right? We had Riley, who was a very, very right. good quarterback. That's right. I mean, That's right. He had just won the the Pee Wee Championship with them. 
So they right. were like, well, you can throw the ball. We'll give you the shot at the quarterback. And, but if not, like, will you play anywhere else? I was like, absolutely, man. I was like, I don't care yeah. where I play. I yeah, was I'll like, play yeah, right. quarterback's what I want to play. Like, everyone at that age is like, I want to be the quarterback. That's, that's my position, right? And yeah. that was my thinking, too. But then um, I'm not sure what happened. I, I mean, I was fortunate enough to win the role, and I played – I was I was a sort of – Yeah, you were a stud. Yeah, so that was stud. that was fun. But, no, I came in originally and was like, I want to play quarterback. Like, that's that's yeah. what I want to try out at. If I don't make it there, then we'll talk wherever wherever you guys want to put me. Like, yeah. go from there. But, I mean, it, it really does just speak to how athletic you are. And because of that, I'm sure you had a bunch of looks at from different universities. What made you decide on Laurier? Man, I, 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 I went and did the visit at, at Western, and I thought that was going to be it. And yeah. I, I, saw, I always saw myself going to Western. And then yeah. I just I met Coach Folds at a, at a Spears banquet. And okay. um, at that point, I was playing receiver, and he thought I was a linebacker when I got called up to, to the stage to, I, I won some kind of award. I think I won like the Zach Duguay award. Yeah. And, um, I go up there and he's like, Holy shit. Like that's a big linebacker. So I come down stage, I come off stage or whatever. And I go and like shake his hand or whatever. And he's like, so how long have you been playing linebacker? I was like, linebacker. I was like, I play receiver, man. <laughs> <laughs> I played, I played Zed. What are you talking about? <laughs> he's like, you play Zed? I was like, yeah, I'm our starting Zed. Like I play all, I play the wide side of the field. He's like, what? <laughs> He's like, come up for a visit. And uh, Mike Slanky was there at the time. Yeah. So I, I went up and I shit you not, man. Everyone says this, but as soon as I stepped on the like stepped on campus and like stepped up and went into the stadium and was this in the locker fun. room, I was like, this is where I, this is where do I yeah. sign? Uh, I literally said to Folds the next day, I was like, I this is this is where I see myself playing for the next four or five years. Like, in if football doesn't work out, like this is this feels close enough to home that this is where I want to be. Yeah, and then just signed right away, man. Yeah, and Didn't and it helped. It helps that like a few uh, like Miles was going to. I'm sure, like mm-hmm. you know, just being around people that you knew from home that helps big time. I'm sure. It, oh, uh-huh. it helped a lot. Yeah, like so, uh, having Solanke there was was one of the biggest sure. things too. Just, I mean, someone I was like someone so close to me, like so close to Mr. Solanke. Like it's it's like a, a yeah. like a second third dad to me, right? All yeah, through football, sure. through Spears. So yeah, it really really helped out for sure. And year one, you play eight games. Year two, you kind of make a big jump, and you 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 get three touchdown catches. What was so different heading into the second year that kind of put you into a position where you're able to make those plays? So, man, a lot of people don't know this, but I was actually, like, I guess you call it redshirted. Okay. I, I didn't play at all my first year. Oh, see, it said you had eight games played. That's crazy. Uh, Technically, because I didn't dress at all first year. Like I didn't, uh, I didn't use up a single year of eligibility in technically my first year. You know I what I mean? Yep. Like I was, I was there for five. I played and started four. So okay. the big jump for me was from that first freshman year, I guess, yep. into that second year where I actually started dressing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shoddy research. Fuck. No man, <laughs> no one, no one knows, right? No, no well, knows. I mean, 2015. That would have been the year you started and played. No. Yes, yes, yes. That was my first year, yeah. Yeah, see, that's what I meant, Maslin. Suck yeah, my yeah, dick. Yeah, yeah. Just, just... Suck my dick from the back, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, to be honest, I just, I just find it cooler that, like, I honestly, man, it was such a shock, like, it was such a shock showing up to university yeah. and being the guy, like, being the guy at Spears, being the guy in high school, 
and then showing up and not even not even fucking dressing a single game. Yeah, like that's got to be like kind of demoralizing to some extent too. Dude, it's 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 crazy. Like I, it got to the point where like I was telling my parents not to come to games. I was like, "What are you guys coming for? Like, I'm not playing. Like, why, why are you guys gonna sit in the stands and watch me stand on the sideline? Like, I'm, I don't even get a jersey. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's stuff like that that's kind of like adds on and adds on. There was a couple times towards the end of the year where like injuries happened and I made the 55 because you release the 55 on Wednesday and then the 47 goes up like the Friday or something like that. So no shit, like uh, I could dress, I could dress this week and then the 47 comes up and you're not on it again. It's like, ah, it it is demoralizing, but it lights a fire under you for sure. Sure, it just makes you want to work harder, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. I was like, man, there's no way I'm going another year where I'm either not dressing or I'm on the bubble. I was like, I'm putting myself in a situation where like I, I'm playing every game. I was like, I'm not sitting out whatsoever. Well, well, it worked, so you did it. Um, yeah, it was gorgeous, yeah. I'm sure you've, like, heard the comparison, like, utility knife. Because, like, dude, I watched your university film today, and I was blown away with what you did. Like, like to say, to say like, I didn't go on and play university ball. Um, so, I mean, I'd, I had vet, vetted interest when, when I'd hear, like, you guys were doing well or Cole was doing well at Western. Um, and, and, you know, you'd watch a game if it was on TV. But, like, when... When did it click to you, like, okay, I'm going to need to be, like, the best player I possibly can to fill this role. This is my spot in the offense. I'm going to work hard on my blocking. And, I mean, like, dude, I was impressed by your film how many pancakes you have. Like, you're (laughs) – no, seriously. You had this this little arm chop. I love that little arm chop because you're getting them off balance right away. I loved it. So, like, when did it click for you? Like, this is my role. I have to work hard so that I can be utilized by the team. I I mean, because one is a receiver, right? Like, I, I wasn't really um, – I wasn't going to – I didn't start playing fullback until uh, the fall going into my second year. Okay. And then I started right after that. The first year was pretty shaky. I'm not going to lie. Like, I lost too much weight. I was I was up at like 250, 260, and then they were like, "Man, that's when the whole all the jokes started about, hey, you could be playing O line like if you don't fucking watch it." So then, <laughs> so then the, the summer came around, and I was like, I was like, "Fuck that!" <laughs> that's like happened. <laughs> I was like, Dude. so I I just I started eating better and like I, I cut a bunch of weight. I I got down to like 220, 225, and then went into camp at that weight. But that was way too light to play fullback at that position or at that weight, bro. I kind of got thrown around my first year. There was a lot of learning. I mean, they it was baptism by fire, honestly. Like, yeah. I was the only fullback on the roster, and they were like, here, here are the keys to the card. Take it. You got to fucking mean, learn. It was like an H-back role. Like, there was a lot of times you were lined up in the tight end spot. And when you were, I was shocked because, like, I, like you know, when I played with you, you were you were obviously faster than most of the people out there but when i watched you were an extra fucking tackle like if i'm your quarterback you would have been my favorite player because whatever side you go on i wouldn't even have to worry about you know what i mean you you had blocks you were helping the o-line and that's probably what impressed me most about your film like i i couldn't get over i can honestly say like to answer your question like when it clicked probably in that 2016 year that 2016 yeah. year, it, it became less thinking and more just playing. And like, I like, uh, I got this a lot from Miles. It was uh, him, him being my roommate. Like, I watched a lot of film with him. Watched like 
he was the one that pretty much taught me like the X's and O's when it came down to blocking, scheming, yeah, and all that he's stuff. He's right? football smart like crazy. He, dude, he is very, he's very intelligent in a lot of different fields. Yeah, yeah like sure. very, very intelligent. And um, it just clicked, man. Like I got to the point where I wasn't even thinking anymore. It was just read, react. Who am I going to embarrass? How am I going to knock this guy down? Like, how can I get you to the ground? I don't. I I knew what my responsibilities were. So then I could just play fast. And that's when all the pancakes started happening, bro. And then I got used to the chop because D-Liner yeah. just could never, never figure it out. I would give him my chest cool. and then just knock them off because they, I mean, they never expected it, right? I I looked like a tight end, but I blocked like a tackle. Yeah, it was awesome. I, I Honestly, as like an offensive lineman who like one time in high school, I got to, I got to play slot and go for a few passes as like a joke. But, like, uh, you were basically living, like, an offensive lineman's dream. You're getting to play tight end. You were getting to go head-to-head with some D linemen. But then you were sneaking out when you're close to the red zone on a little corner route and catching touchdowns. Like, that seriously is – that was the dream. It was uh, a blast, man. Honestly, like, yeah. <laughs> so you're going through university. I'm sure you guys are having a good time. Like, you know, 2016, you guys have that great year. Um, you know, you're really building the program. I remember like when I was talking to Miles and the reason he went there was, you know, they, he really believed that Laurier was building something and it was coming and the right people were in the right places. When, but when was that next moment where it's like, hey, I think I could do this at the next level and I think I can make a living doing it? Man, to be honest, like, it... It ne- I never really thought about it because I, I really, really enjoyed living in the moment while I was playing at Laurier. Yeah. I, I never liked to like look too far ahead just because, I mean, I did have goals and aspirations to get to that next level and like hopefully like in the future get to that point. But even like my third, fourth year or my third year, I was still more focused on like, okay, what am I doing at hand? What's going on at Laurier? How can we win here? Right. How can yeah. we go about winning here? And in my third year, I was kind of let down when I didn't get like selected to go to East West. Cause yeah. I thought I was like, you know what? I'm, I think I'm one of the best players in the country. Like I are at my position. Yeah. I was like, I, I should be, I should be going. Right. And it, it was kind of like the whole first year mindset again. Right. I, yeah. I got the whole fuck you mindset. You don't want to pick me. Okay. Next year is going to be next year. I'll show you guys. You should have picked me. Right? Yeah. And then in fourth year, in that fourth year, like right before you go to your combine and everything, once I started kind of like scouts coming to practice, scouts talking to me, agents reaching out to me, that's kind of when it clicked. It's like, oh shit, like this could really happen. Yeah. <laughs> like I could, I could really, really start doing this as, as, a, as a job, right? Like, I mean, I've yeah. always treated it like a job. I treated it like a job at Laurier. Um, but I was like, wow, I could really, really make it to the next level. It, it was like halfway through that fourth year, I want to say, when I when I really, really signed with my agent and everything. Okay, so what's that process like? Like, you've gone through something not a lot of people get to go through. So what's it like having, like, a professional scout come to talk to you? Is it nerve-wracking? Do you, are they trying to feel for you as a person? Were some of them trying to pick your brain? And, like, even how do you go about picking an agent? Is it the person who feels best? Is it the person who you think can get you more opportunities? How does that work? um i didn't really start like the first thing that happened was my like well who i have as an agent right now fred he kind of came up to me um after after a game uh he just kind of like just honestly shooting the shit he's like hey i think you can do this at the next level um here's my card here's my information i would like to sit down have a conversation with you and then he just 
he honestly like named off a couple guys that I already knew that he he represented. And honestly, as soon as he came to me, it was one of those things like when I stepped out of when I stepped on uh, out on campus at Laurier, I just kind of knew. Like I had that. Yeah. I had, I go with my gut feeling a lot. Um, I knew a lot of the guys that he had already represented um, from what he had talked to me and what we had sat down and already had a conversation about. We were both on the same kind of same mindset. We had the the same understanding of when I when I would go if I was going to go uh, like in a draft. Um, I really appreciated the fact that he was very straightforward with me. Like he didn't try to blow smoke up my ass. Tell yeah. me, oh yeah, we can get you in the third round, like stuff like that, right? Just yeah. taking all these things into account. Just someone that instead of like trying to sugarcoat it for me he was yeah. he was straight up he was straight to the point with me he was like this is where i see you this is what you could do you have to work your ass off you can get there and yeah. at that point i was like you know what let's do it let's sign i'll sign with you and then he becomes a lot like a mentor i would say he sure. tells you what you should be doing what's what the next process is what you sh- what you got to aim for your numbers all that stuff right um sure and then from there it kind of goes quiet i want to say for a while um, really um, you hey, yeah, man, like you play a lot or you finish out the season because I probably met with him and signed with him before the season was even done just because I wanted my name to get out there already. And like teams, if guys were going to send or if teams were going to send guys to watch our practices and stuff like that, like I already sure. wanted him to be in, in like kind of like in the back of their head or in their, in their ear. Right. Um, so it goes quiet and then it really starts to pick up, I want to say, around the combine or after the combine. Like, it goes quiet. Like, I didn't talk to anyone. I would talk to my agent here and there a couple times a week. And then yeah. the combine happens, and then you meet everyone there. And okay. then after the combine, or even, like, a couple weeks before the combine, I sat down and I had, a like, an actual interview with Hamilton. And that was pretty cool. It was kind of yeah, like at the beginning. Sure. Were you, did you think that that was probably going to happen, thinking, like, okay, I'm a hometown boy. Like, they might go out of their way to try to bring me in? Man, when I... So I sat down and I had that interview with them, and um, I don't want to like go into too much because no, 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 of course, yeah, and whatnot. But like, I I knocked it out of the park. My biggest thing is just sitting down and like just being yourself. Because yeah. If they don't like you, like you can't you you can't be someone else for so long. You know what I mean? Like if I was gonna be in that locker room, how long? How for how long am I gonna pretend to be someone else? Right? It, it, sure. You can't you can't live like that. So my thing is just like, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to shoot the shit with you. Like I'm having a conversation with you right now. Yeah. If you like me, you like me. I'm going to be honest with you, all this stuff. And it's pretty cool. Like they sit down, they talk to you about your family, like where you come from, all these, they're like, honestly, just seeing if you're like a good fit for the locker room, I would say. And that's sure. pretty cool. Yeah. And then you get into more of the football stuff. And that's kind of where like I, I went off. I, um, they asked me to draw a play, just yeah. one single play. And I was like, what do you want it at? What do you want? Do you want pass? Do you want uh, do you want to run? Do you want special teams? What do you want? I'll draw up everyone's everyone's responsibility. I'll t- I'll tell you what every single person on the field has. I'll sh- I'll draw it up against the defense. You tell me what you want. He's like, oh, he's like, what? <laughs> I was like, dude, I I know everything inside out. I was yeah. like, I I know what everyone's responsibility is and on every single play. Yeah. Tell me what you want. He's like, okay, give me one of each. So I was like, bang, pass, bang, run. Special teams. This is how we. This is how we cover our punt. And he was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's yeah. rad." Yeah, man. That was pretty cool. Uh, that sit down interview was cool. And then at the combine, it's 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 pretty. It's a cool experience, but man, it is draining, especially when you go to like a regional. Yeah. 
Because the national, sure. you have two days, right? You do you do all the testing one day, and then you do the one-on-ones the day after. Sure. Bro, having to do all the testing, having like a 10-minute like break for lunch, yeah. and then go right into one-on-ones, I was gassed. Oh, I'm sure. Like, yep. Gassed. Yeah. By, by the end of the day, it felt like I had played three football games. <laughs> and like that's when the the you don't even realize who like who's asking you questions sometimes. The only time I talked to BC was the GM, uh, well Ed that was there. He came up and talked to me, and then um, uh, uh, who else talked to me? Simon. Wow. Leroy Simon. He talked to me, so he came up to me. Sorry, and it was just something so simple. Because I had played the entire season at 250 or like 255, yeah. and I cut down to 232 for the for the combine. So they came up to me and they're like, "Hey, what you? How much did you weigh during the season?" I was like, "250." They're like, "What do you weigh now? 232." Okay, and just walked away. And that was it. That was it. That was the only conversation I had with BC. The entire combine, the entire draft process, any. That's that funny. It. That's crazy. And then from there, it just went quiet, bro. And then you just you keep training like you're like you're gonna get a job. I trained. Yeah. I trained for like eight weeks, just wow. quiet, just hoping, hoping that you're gonna get a job. And then wow. draft night happens, and then man, it's it's unreal from there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the draft. So going into the draft, I saw an article that had you ranked sixth best running back overall in the draft. Um, as the rounds were going on, like, as you said, he wasn't blowing smoke up your ass. He didn't think that you were going to be a first round uh, pick, but as it's going on, are you getting nervous sitting there? Yeah, man. Um, so forgot about this, but the morning of Edmonton called me. Oh shit. And, um, they had picks. They had, I think back to back picks in like the, the fourth and then the fifth, I think. Okay. Something like that. And they called me, and they're like, just shot the shit with me. The coach called me, and uh, went really well again. And he's like, okay, I really, really hope I'm having a conversation with you tonight. I was like, okay, cool. And then the draft happens, man. And then that fourth round happened. Or that after the third round, I was like, okay, this is money time. Like, this is yeah. where I could, I could be getting a phone call at any time. Like, fourth, fifth, sixth round. Like, this is where it's going to happen if it's going to happen. Yeah. Bro, they take a fullback in the fourth round. That wasn't me. And I was like, Come that's kind of that's kind of when I, I kind of sat there and I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's because they had already our uh, Hamilton had already taken uh clinic like sure. tenth overall or something like that. Right. So I was like, OK, yeah, he's he's gone. Like, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. And then they took the other guy. And that's when I sat there and I was like, oh, shit. That's kind of when like the head scratching started. And I was like, oh, boy. I was like, yeah. let's see, let's see who needs a fullback. And I started like kind of looking. I was like, who else needs a fullback? Who else called me? And like, who's who? Who will take me? Because I haven't yeah. talked to anyone else, right? And then the fifth round went again, and then they took. They didn't take any more running backs, I don't think. But I was like, hey man, I'm running out of picks, like, and I'm running yeah. out of teams that like that that are probably going to even take a fullback. That's. And then we get into like crazy. middle of the fifth round, man. We get into the middle of the fifth round, and I looked down on my phone. And it's an area code that I don't like, I've never seen in my life. And it's from, it said Abbotsford, comma, BC. And I was like, the hell? <laughs> I, was like, what the, I was like, what? They asked me how oh, much God. I weigh. Yeah. Dude, dude, 
dude, I literally like reach slowly for my phone. Like I pick it up. I'm like, hello. They're like, Mario Villamazar. I'm like, y- yes. They're like, hey, BC Lions. Um, would you like to be a BC Lion? Like we're gonna we're gonna submit you in a couple minutes here. Like we're gonna tell you you're a BC Lion now. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, I bet my I love my parents. My parents are very, very Colombian still. Like they're yeah. very, very foreign. My parents had no idea what that was going on. My mom had no <laughs> idea what BC was. <laughs> my mom had no idea what BC was. My mom was like, oh, that's that's cool. It's in Canada. She's talking to my aunt on the phone while this is happening. And like oh, everyone over there like knows knows where BC is. She's like, he's flying six hours away from you. He might as well be going back to Colombia. <laughs> 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 just a different direction. Yeah. Just oh. completely, yeah, just completely the other way, right? So, uh, man, that's how that happened. But I just remember looking on my phone, and I'm like, and I looked up because we had it up on the screen, right? Like the the draft. Yeah. And like two or three picks after, BC had a pick 50, 51st, right? And I was like, holy shit, yeah. And then from there, it just signed, and off to BC I went. Yeah, it must have been cool seeing your name like go off on the screen. Yeah. That would have been rad. Um, it, was what, cool. it was cool because I got the phone call first and then my name went up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So we talked about the jump your first year. You kind of redshirted. Now, when you go to a place like a professional league, they're expecting you to put out some sort of input right away. There is no, like, m- most people don't have the luxury to sit around year one. If they're paying you, they're paying you to do a job. So what was that gap like? Was it was it a lot closer from the university level or was it like completely different? No, it's easy. I and uh, one of our mentors at Laurier always said this. He's like the the hardest jump is always from high school to university. Yeah. Because you have no idea what to expect. You had you think you know what to expect with two days and you think you know what to expect with lifting and you think you know what to expect with practice and all the things that are going on. You have no idea. Right. Or like university is if you treat it correctly, I think it prepares you perfectly for the pros. Sure. If you treat because I, I, I always I've always been big of treating football honestly like a job once I got to university. It was at practice, we're not screwing around, like we're here what we're here for. Like we only get two hours out here, like we gotta get our work in, right? Yeah. And that helped me translate a lot to to the pros, man, because um, and I had a really, really good coaches at Laurier that instilled this in me, but like, I'm never late to a meeting. You're never late to anything. You're always yeah. in your playbook. You're always doing what you got to do. So, I mean, the transition from, from university to the pros was a lot easier. I want to say like yeah. you, it's, it's harder, I think on your body, obviously, because everyone's bigger, faster, stronger. Like there's, there's no hiding from that yeah. in, in university. I think you can kind of hide from that. Like, I mean, the guys that are going to get reps are going to get reps, like the ones and the twos. The threes and the fours can kind of fall behind. But if yeah. you're a three and the four in the pros, man, like you're not that far behind. Like you're there for a reason, right? So yeah. you got to you got to fucking you got to fight. You got to do whatever you got to do to to make that team. So there's no hiding. I want to say if you don't treat it like a job once you get there, then you're screwed. You're screwed. Yeah, you're it's, gone. It's, it's yeah, you're gone. There's no leeway. 
with with the fullback in most modern offenses, CFL a little different because you add an extra man. But with the fullback maybe not being as big of a role as it once was, when you were making that jump to pro in your head mentally, was it okay? Look, like I know I'm gonna have and and being young, I'm gonna be a special teams guy. I need to make sure that I excel at that, and that's something I do to kind of make sure that you know I have a spot on the dress roster. Like, was that was that ever a thought? Oh man, specials is what gets you paid. Yeah, for sure. Specials is, as a Canadian, specials yeah. is what gets you paid, man. If if you can't play special teams, you're not you're no good to anyone. Sure, that makes a ton of sense. Because it's it's how much can you do for us, right? Right. Like not a lot of people know because I mean I'm not very like I get the job done, but I can also long snap. Oh like, really? Like, I never knew that. Like, I've I've had the long snapping games before. Like I mean, like I say, I don't do it very like efficiently, but I get yeah. I get the job done. Right? Yeah, the ball gets so, there. I mean, going, <laughs> I, it gets there, man, and the ball goes yeah. off, right? Um, so like going going into camp again. Hey, does anyone here know how to long snap, or can anyone else long snap? Fuck, I put my hand up right away. Oh like, yeah. yeah, hell yeah, I can. What more can you do, right? Yeah. So uh, that's that that I knew going in right away. I was like, listen, being being the number, being the starting fullback, that's if anything that'll happen a couple of years a couple of years from now. There's there's a lot of smart older guys that are probably way more capable. Yeah, I just, just savvy specials and just like yep. own it. Yeah, yeah. I just got to get on specials and own it, and that's when that's I, I knew going in, man, that that's that's what my role was. Yeah, I, well, right that's away. what I wondered. Oh, yeah. That's kind of why I wanted mm-hmm. to ask. All right, mm-hmm. dude. We're almost getting to the end here. How bad is this COVID shit really fucking things up? Um, to be honest, like, it sucks, and but there's nothing we can do about it. Like, but right? do you guys not look at the NFL and say like, hey, like, it's obviously working there, and it seems to be that like Ontario maybe has more of an issue. Like, how, was there? Do you know if there was talks of a bubble, like anything like that? So there was, yeah, but. At the end of the day, man, like the NFL, the NFL has so much money put into like TV contracts. Right, it's not the same. Can still get away. Sure. It's not sure. the same up here, right? For 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 like the CFL, the biggest thing about the CFL game is is filling the stands, right? Sure. Getting 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 Canadians out there, getting people excited about the game, right? Yeah. Uh, their TV contracts aren't as big as the NFL, right? Sure. So for us. For us, the one, I mean, it is a business at the end of the day, right? I mean, it's professional. It's a it's a professional business. Yeah. They got to make some money. Sure. So for us to go in a bubble and like not have anyone in the stands and not have the, the revenue coming in, it just, I mean, the league would lose more money, I think, than it would make, and then then it would really, really put the league under. So I mean, yeah, it, it really, really is shitty that like we're not playing and like, I've, man, I, every couple weeks I can't sit down and watch an NFL game. Or like a yeah. football game. Frustrating. Right it's, yeah. it's, it's just frustrating because I know like my body knows it's supposed to be doing something. Yeah. I'm supposed to like this is this is this is the time that we're supposed to be playing, right? Like this is the first time in eleven years that I've sat out of football season. Yeah, this is so, fucking crazy. So, <laughs> so like and, and you can only train for so long, right? Like without knowing what you're gonna yeah. like, what you're training for. So it does it does fucking suck in, in that aspect. But I mean, like I said, at the end of the day, I can't do anything about it. I, it doesn't matter how angry or how upset I get about it. Yeah. It, I there's nothing we can do about it. Like me getting upset isn't gonna make the CFL run, right? So yeah. all I can do is be ready for next year. I mean, 
the way I saw it, yeah, it's shitty and I'm not playing, but I have eight months to get ahead of other people who aren't gonna be training or using these eight That's months. my dog. Right? That's like, the shit we wanna I, hear, dude. I had I had I had a really, really good eight months, like before like prior to COVID happening. And then after that, like after COVID hit, I was like, Oh shit, I mean I get another year. Yeah. I get another year to get ahead of whoever's taking a year off. So fuck that. Let's go. Let's do it. For real. Um yeah. My one of the questions that popped into my head today as I was getting ready. Do they piss test you guys for weed? No. I know in the NFL they have to pass like one test a year for it. And I was just no, we're, I wonder with it being legal in Canada if you guys got tested for it. Uh we're strictly PEDs, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um good. I know yeah, cannabis is not no, we don't get tested for Canada for weed now. All right. Sorry, that's the Jurgoche question in me. <laughs> Um, uh, I'm trying to think if the dog, that was kind of all I got. You were, you were honestly incredible. Um, hopefully the CFL kind of figures it out soon. Hopefully they, they, you know, you guys get some sort of an idea kind of what's going back or what's going on. And when that does happen, we'd love to have you back on. I, I mean, so you speak. You yeah, dude, of course. Can I ask you something like, uh, is this not going to go on the record or whatever? No, it'll be on the record. Why? <laughs> oh, I'll ask you after. <laughs> i'll ask you after <laughs> oh come on you can't do that Ooh, no no he's good no no trust me i know mario this is fine uh, <laughs> no. oh dude um we had uh we had a fr- you know cole a little bit i'm sure you would have played against him at western yeah that guy's a, that guy's a baller bro i, I yeah, fucking hate playing against that guy I, him, and I, him and i were really close when we were kids obviously played together at lakeshore and everything and I had oh, to have this like con- go ahead, go ahead. Funny to cut you off. I'm sorry to cut you off, but yeah. Miles and I were having this conversation. He came up the other day. We were just talking about that guy has not lost many football games in his life, eh? No. Like, probably on like two hands. Probably on two hands. But on his axle. Dude, incredible. Because probably I mean on two hands. Like it's it's ridiculous to me. I know. If you think about what he accomplished, like he played football from when we were fifteen to twenty-five. So if you think of what he accomplished in 10 years of football, it's bananas, dude. dude bananas. In 10, years, in 10 years, he probably lost 10 games. He probably lost like a year a game. In my, well, in my high school career, from, from 9 to 12B, I think we lost six. So he lost six in high school, and then he didn't lose many at Western. Probably like four or five. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> That's ridiculous. Isn't that bonkers? That's nuts. And like at a high, high level, man. Yes. High level. Yeah, dude, that season, me and you played Spears. We had five losses right there. (laughs) I've lost a lot in my life. (laughs) I've lost a lot. I've lost more than Cole will probably lose the rest of his remainder of his life. (laughs) Oh. Anyways, hopefully when this is over, we can have you back on and you can update us what's going on. Oh, absolutely. Uh, when bro. you come out to Hamilton, it's it's done. I'm coming to see you. I I would love to watch you ball out again. Um, and then hopefully you can sneak me on the field after for a little picture or something just for the club. Oh, but uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. sweet. sweet, I'll sit. I'll I'll meet up with Miles and we can muck some beers in the in the stands. But yeah, uh, I'll, seriously, I'll be joining you guys right after. 
<laughs> That's what I love with the CFL, baby. Thank you, dude, so much for coming on. You've been an amazing guest. I've had a great time. And like I said, I hope we get to have you on again soon. Oh, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on. This was awesome. Have no fun. problem. That was unreal. Ah, thank was you. Thank you. <laughs>